What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. We're breaking down the Steelers' win over the Packers Sunday, 23-19. to You know our buddy Justin, who works here, took over yeah. your job? Yeah, of course. He had an exact score bet on the game. He got it? 23-16. to 16. Oh! Could you? He was so close, and... He came in at halftime when Pat P blocked that extra point, mm-hmm. and it was seventeen to thirteen. He's doing good, and he was like, "This is happening! Like, <laughs> I need three field goals: one from the Packers, two for the Steelers, two for the Steelers." He got uh, two for the Packers, though. He's gonna win like a grand, I think, if he had hit that bet. This is an impossible bet to hit. I mean, that's like a dollar to win yeah, a grand, honestly. Insane. So, sorry to him for missing out on that. Sorry, one, Justin. But not sorry for the Steelers for covering the spread. Good team win, great teams cover, Jacob, and they beat it by half a point against the Green Bay Packers. So not only did the Steelers get you a nice fuzzy feeling in your stomach by going 6-3, and three, they filled out your wallet a little bit too if you were so inclined to place a friendly, healthy wager on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The driving force behind this game, and I think it's been the driving force behind the turnaround that you've seen offensively in the past couple of weeks, has been the ground attack. They... Rushed for 205 yards total, 101 for Jalen, 82 yards for Naj, 16 for Kenny, including a big, huge 11-yard run for mm. a first down from Mr. Pickett. And Calvin Austin the third had a, a jet sweep that he took for six yards. All of that combines to get you 205 yards, 36 carries, a 5.7 yards per carry average, and two toddies on the ground <laughs> split between your two running backs. That. They have a duo. I mean, for, it, I mean, without question, it is thunder and lightning. You mm-hmm. have to see this: fifteen carries for Warren, sixteen carries for Naj, split each week. Now, this is a total fifty-fifty collaboration, and it's funny. We all thought that Naj was the kind of running back that give him forty carries a game if you have to. He can he can take on that workload. Maybe he can take it on. But maybe he's more effective in a less is more role. Mm -hmm. Just like Jalen Warren is probably more effective in a less is more role. So you put both of those guys together, they're both doing less, but they're both giving you more as far as the results are concerned. Um, I honestly don't know who I was more impressed with in this game. I know Jalen Warren had more yards per carry. Uh, I know that Jalen Warren showed that pop that he always does. But Najee Harris was getting to the second level, and he is a real son of a gun to have to bring down, especially if you're a safety or a cornerback. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm very, very pleased with where the running game is, and I'm very, very encouraged by both of those players' production in the past couple of weeks, sharing the load while also putting up a decent amount of stats. I mean, you have Najee or Jalen in fantasy, and you're happy with either result this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean— Honestly, I th- should have stacked both. Of them. I think I think the argument of saying Jalen Warren has to start over Najee Harris. I think those those comments and those conversations have kind of Died been down. muddled. There's no starter. 
Right. And maybe, you know what, you let Naj get the first series. Mm-hmm. He's the first-round pick. He's got the pedigree. You let him go first. That's fine. He runs out of the tunnel. Although, they both they did. both ran out of the tunnel as starters. So, I'm... It's one A, one B now. There is no starting. Except we back. know we know that they both could have done so, and another receiver could have done so, but they put out Allen Robinson also instead. Maybe a little uh, slap on the wrist mm-hmm. for the I think uh, so. antics over the week. I think so. Perhaps. perhaps. Uh, but getting back to it, I mean, you can't deny the success of both guys. It's not just oh, how is Jalen Warren hitting the holes and not she can't? I don't get. I don't. Get. No, they're both hitting the holes now, and you know the. Beautiful thing about it, Tom, the holes are starting to become more and more prevalent, too. Yes. And that leads me to what is the cause of all of this. What is making the running game turn that corner? Well, let's look at something. In the last two games, no. No. In the last two games, a certain someone has lined up at the right tackle Uh position. In each of those games, the Steelers have ran for 160 yards and then 200 yards. What's that guy's name, Tom? His name is Broderick Jones. Uh huh. They averaged like 155 yards on the ground in all games he started because he started that Ravens game as well mm-hmm. due to the injured Dan Moore. He started that on the right side of the, um, on the left side of the line, excuse me, because of the injury. Um, to Dan Moore. Yeah. They only ran for 87 yards in that game, but the average is pushed up big time by the last two performances against the Titans and then against the Packers. He's the difference, man. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm being lazy here, sound like, you know, oh, it's as easy as that in my analysis. I really think it's as easy as that. I think Merrill Hodge said he's never seen a lineman have as big of an impact as Broder Jones has since his insertion into the lineup. He is so much fun to watch, too. Mm. I said this. I was filling in on the Blitz yesterday. I'll be in on the Blitz for the rest of the week, too. You can you can listen to me everywhere this week. <laughs> Do yourself a favor at home. And I, I know it, you know when you're watching football games on TV, you're, you're, you, you, you look at the ball, you look at the running back, you look at the quarterback, you're looking downfield. You don't, you don't really look at the intricacies of line play. Mm-hmm. Do yourself a favor and take a possession or two and just key in on number 77. Watch him work. It's so much fun. His pulls are unbelievable. He's getting into the second level almost constantly. Uh, that Jalen Warren touchdown run plowed, the, plowed the road. Mm-hmm. And you see Jones break out into the linebackers, takes out a linebacker, mm-hmm. and then the celebration. He goes bananas right. on Jalen Warren. Um, that's your guy. That's Tom, your guy right Tom. there. He is a stud. Daniel Jeremiah tweeted out, Everything I see just explodes off the tape for me. This is a home run pick for the Steelers. He has transformed this offensive line into a dominant run-blocking force, seemingly overnight, just on his insertion. On draft night and leading up to the 2023 draft, there were a handful of guys at that tackle position the Steelers and you and I specifically were interested in taking. And when it got to pick, what was it, 14, Steelers said, enough is enough. We can't wait any longer. We can't risk the Jets getting this guy because they felt there was a significant drop-off between Broderick Jones and the next guy. And the next guy. I don't even know who the next guy would be. I was it Anton Harrison for the Jags who was next? I think it was. Tom, I think no matter what guys picked before him, guys picked after him. I think right now Broderick Jones is the best offensive tackle pick made in, in this past year's draft. 
Yeah, and I don't want to, you know, dwell too much on sour grapes, but it's just like, why wasn't he playing all year long? Right. And I mean, yeah. I, I guess the obvious retort to me would be, well, he wasn't ready earlier in the season. You wouldn't have had this kind of Broderick Jones performance earlier in the season. Maybe not, but I think he would have been pretty damn good. He is a guy that his technique does not have to be perfect. His athleticism will make up for a lot of the mistakes that he would make. Mm-hmm. He should have been playing all year long, but better late than never. And I can't sit here and focus on the past and be all curmudgeon and say, oh, well, they should have started him. He's starting now. He's starting at right tackle for the rest of the season, no question about it. Whether Tomlin's going to say tomorrow or not that he's officially naming him that, whether they drop the or on the depth mm-hmm. chart between him and Chooks, I don't care. He's your starting right tackle if health permits for the rest of the season. And that running game is going to be such a force, I think, in every game moving forward because of him. Now, huge test this week. I mean, you step up in weight class. Best defense in the NFL, arguably. Really stout against the run. Roger Jones didn't play against them week one. Let's see how the rookie does clearing the road against a tough Cleveland Browns rush defense. And I have to imagine he's going to do a pretty good job. I mean, you just haven't seen the holes like this in the past two years that you've seen in the past two weeks mm-hmm. when he's been in the lineup. And he's the on- he is the only discernible difference. Yeah, Kendall right. on the sidelines, but seriously, like the only difference is him in at right tackle. You can't even say Kendall on the sideline has any thing to do with it because they're still it's not like once he came down they went from averaging what like 15 points per game and then all of a sudden they're averaging 30 the two games he's been on the sideline they've put up 20 and 23 points respectively (laughs) so you can't point to canada being on the sideline as as a reason the The only thing that the canada on the sideline thing translates to apparently is fast starts they start fast now they score really they score back-to-back first possessions i mean they scored on the first three possessions against green bay i was like whoa are we gonna put up a forty burger in this one? Like, are we gonna, they're not gonna be able to stop us. It was the first time all season they've scored on three, regardless of when in the game, three consecutive Bro, possessions. I feel like I could say it was the first time since two thousand twenty, yeah. and I'd be accurate like that. And I'm probably not, but you know what I'm saying. Like, it, just it feels, feels that forever. way though, for sure. When when they're averaging only fifteen points per game on offense, that doesn't equate to three consecutive scoring drives. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Now, on the defensive side of the ball in this game, I got to say, was not their best effort. No. But they tightened it up in the second half. And that's what I think great units, that's what I think great teams, that's what I think well-coached units do is, okay, Packers are kind of punching us in the mouth a little bit here. How do we adjust? How do we ensure that in the second half all they get is two field goals? And in the fourth quarter they don't score a point. And they did that successfully. Yes, they gave up 116 yards on the ground, 4.8 yards per carry. Yes, A.J. Dillon was killing them with big runs, 7.8 yards on average for him. He had a 40-yard run as well. Um, The big plays, I think, were the big concern about this Mm -hmm. one. Jaden Reed had a 46-yard touchdown. Luke Musgrave had a 36-yard catch. Right right at the middle. Dontavian Mm -hmm. Wicks had a 32-yard catch. Romeo Dobbs had a 20-yard catch. I mean— 
That's four AJ guys. AJ Dillon that had, had that what like forty yeah, yard forty run. yard run. That's mm-hmm. four guys that had a catch of at least twenty yards or more, and then that's a running back like you said who had the big forty yard run. I, I mean, the big plays for sure were a concern to get for the Steelers defensively and made me a little uncomfortable with their performance. But the bend don't break aspect was certainly there yeah. in the second half of the game, and the big play factor. Mm-hmm. I mean. T.J. Watt gets a sack, a tackle for loss, two quarterback hits. He leads the team in tackles with eight. Stepping up when the linebackers go down. Who needs to make the tackles? I guess it's going to have to be me, number 90. He had seven solo tackles. I mean, he was all over the field. Landon Roberts had eight combined tackles as well. Keanu Neal with eight as well. Those guys stepping up big time. Neal and KZ with the interceptions. Uh, KZ with the one late to seal things. Neil with a great play on the tip drill with Pat Pete in the end zone on his interception. That is just the way they go, man. They'll bend. They'll give up yardage. You're going to have home run type plays against us, but we're going to hold you to field goals late, and we're going to turn you over in the red zone. And, you know, people want to say how unsustainable that formula is because in the past, any team that has operated like this, it has been unsustainable but this has been the Steelers' M.O. for like two and a half years now, and it is working. Uh, people like to point out that they're 31st in total defense. Why? Mm-hmm. Does that really matter? I mean, I guess it does to an extent, but they're 12th in points per games allowed and getting better. They are number one in turning balls over. They're up towards the top at sacking the quarterback. Defense in 2023 is it's not hold the team place, to under right. 100 total yards and shut them out. It's about hold them to under 20 points if you can and have two to three turnovers and four to five sacks. And there ain't a team that does that better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Are there better defenses overall? <clears throat> Probably. Mm-hmm. But as far as the splash is concerned, as far as the big play capability is concerned, Steelers' defense is the best in the NFL at that. And again, you want to point to 31st in total defense – and and try to use that as a reason to maybe say, well, Kenny's better than he has to. Because people like to say, well, Kenny's fourth quarter comebacks are a result of the defense keeping games close, keeping playing really well. Well, they're 31st in total defense, so how could that be possible? Okay, but you're really ignoring the total points allowed aspect of things. And when you take out that Niners and that Texans game as the outliers, mm-hmm. you don't give up 20 points. You win all the time in the NFL, even with bad offense, if you don't give up 20 points. And... You want to say, again, you want to say 31st in total offense? All the live long day. La, 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 31st in total defense. La, 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 so many yards given up. I don't think that it matters how many yards you give up if you're not giving up any touchdowns. The Patriots, back in the the latter Brady dynasty part of his career, were a total bend-don't-break defense. Right. You would put up a ton of yards on the New England Patriots, and then they'd pick you they'd off in the red zone. stop it. And they'd leave you to a field right goal. Right in tracks, yep. Tom, I mean, the two two of the best defense, if if not the top two, just had a game that was what, 33, 33 to 31? 32, 33 to 31, yeah. Cleveland and Baltimore. Right. Literally, they were number one and number two in total defense heading into that week. And then you saw And they're good defenses, yeah, right. no question. But right. I'm just saying, I I don't know if yardage is the best metric for judging a defense in the modern age. In this and I know league, how weird in, that in sounds, league, but yeah. I'm right. Think about it. Think while you're sitting there thinking I'm dumb. No, stop. Think about it. 
Does it really matter that much? Because back in the day, say like in the Dick LeBeau, the peak of the Dick LeBeau era for yeah, the Steelers. Yeah, because if you're defense. getting all those yards, you're kicking field goals. Four field goals might win you a game back then. Right, exactly. Teams weren't scoring 35, 42 right. points on a given basis. Now, this season, that's not the case. You're not seeing those you score teams. 12 points via your leg. Good luck trying to win a game like that. Exactly. You're not seeing 12 points, 13 points, always winning you games. It's it's most likely going to lose. And it's been brought up when the Steelers get to, what, 22 points this year, they're winning those games. And, and or I think in their, in their wins, they average 22 points a game. And when they lose a game, they're averaging somewhere around 10 points per game. So... You see, you see the discrepancy. It also applies to the Steelers. When another team allows the Steelers to kind of move, allows the Steelers to move the ball down the field, but they don't break against the Steelers, and the Steelers are only able to get two scoring drives in a game, the Steelers will likely lose that game. Agreed. Right. Can we get to the bad part before we get to the money makers? Yeah. Are we talking about? Uh, uh, Quan Alexander going down, two two inside linebackers going down for the season. I mean, what the hell? I mean, that's all I want. I just want to scream, "What the hell?" I want to that's scream it literally. From the, God, I want to scream it from the top you, of a mountain, but I don't have a mountain. You, I have a microphone, so I'll scream it in here, kicking you over and then kicking you while you're down. I mean, finally, finally, mm. they figured out that position. They had mm. three guys that were good, not just get by with these three guys. They were good. They were playmakers. Now you're down to the third one, in Landon Roberts, and I think he. I mean, I two A two B probably for Quan in Landon, but yeah, I think Quan was, or I think Landon was probably the two B, and he was a great two B. He's great downhill. He was awesome in tandem with Cole Holcomb because mm-hmm. Cole Holcomb was a more well-rounded running well, linebacker. So it allowed Landon to do his thing. What you're doing now but is now Landon's green dot guy. Now Landon is it's all on him. Three down guy, and mm-hmm. I don't think he is a third down. guy. No, Cole Holcomb was the three down guy, and then I think Quan could have been a three down guy in replacing Holcomb. And now it's just like, well, whatever. I'm just gonna throw my hand. Hey, next week, why don't you just take Roberts too? Why don't you, injury gods? I mean, you can't get much more unlucky at that position than the Steelers are right now. Um, and now, it, I mean, I'm guessing they go out to a practice squad or off the street right. and pick somebody up, but that's not to play. That's just to have a warm body on your roster in case of emergency. Mark Robinson's going to have to be thrust into the, oh, yeah, into the fold here, and he's going to have to play a lot. And he's one of those guys that's just, you know, it's 100% or it's nothing for Mark Robinson. Either he's making the play of his career or he's getting pretty burned because he's one of those like explosive runners from the middle and sometimes he just bites a little too early. And that's what you get for a guy that's supposed to be your fourth string inside linebacker. But as a result of two season-ending injuries, he's your second guy now. Second guy now and going to have to play a massive role. But as far as trying to replace the two inside linebackers, I don't think it's going to solely come from the inside linebacker position. Mm-hmm. And this is why they need Ninka back so, so And I think they get him back this week. If not this week, I think for sure before Cincinnati. But I thought, I mean. But I think it's going to be this week, too. I'm I think very it's optimistic it's going to be this week. Um, they asked Minka to be Superman already in that secondary. They're going to have to ask him to be even more of a Superman now. And he usually does a good job doing it. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Minka float down into the box every once and again especially on passing downs to kind of help out with the coverage in the middle of the field with the inside linebackers. And then with Minka back in the fold in the secondary, 
I would not be shocked at all if Keanu Neal plays a more hybrid linebacker role, second, third, second and long, third down situations as well. People talk about how big he is for a safety, mm-hmm. how he could be that hybrid role. Um, now is the time to tap into that right. if there is any potential there. So Minka coming back, I think, allows the flexibility again in that secondary, allows Neal to kind of creep up into the box, would allow Minka to creep up into the box a little bit. And in a way, replacing the inside linebacker's production is going to fall on the safeties, I think. Mm-hmm. And you're not comfortable letting that fall on them unless Mika Fitzpatrick is out there. To well, be... I don't think you can do it. for like You can't right. put Neil. What are you going to do if you put Neil in the box and Minka's not there? Pat Pete's mm-hmm. going to play safety, I guess. But, like, no, I'm more comfortable with Minka being Absolutely. That, that steadying piece back there. You move Neil and KZ around, around Minka. Absolutely. So they need him back against Cleveland. And honestly, you have to question if some of those big plays that Jordan Love hit to those receivers that we listed out weren't a result of Minka just not just being, not being there. there. I mean, he's the best I mean, safety. I mean, a lot of those were in the middle of the field too, which is exactly where Minka does his best work. A hundred percent. And Minka was on seen on the sidelines talking to Terrell Austin, Tom mm-hmm. in front of him after and the that last play. Was called, well, the, the the timeout was called as a result of Minka, Minka going up to Terrell Austin, right? You know, his piece called the play or put a little birdie in Terrell's ear for him to call the right play and. Lo and behold, it was KZ with the interception. I have to imagine that would have been Minka and not KZ in that spot. Right. Like Minka said, put Minka, KZ yeah, Minka, where I would be. And, and then Minka is, make the interception too. this is what's going to happen. Right. He's going to throw the ball there. Mm-hmm. So KZ be ready for it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, little surrogate Minka out there on the field for that final play against the Packers. Uh, but they need the real Minka back just desperately. Just desperately. I mean, honestly, you've won every game since his injury. And that's an incredible feat. But you just can't keep relying on other to these replace other guys, him, right? Especially as you go play Cleveland, you go play Cincinnati, Cincinnati, especially. I mean, you need help in that secondary. Mm-hmm. When you're going up right? against Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Burr, T. Higgins, yeah, yeah. You, you need help in that secondary, and you need your best player in the secondary back. Um, but speaking of the best players in the secondary, great game from Joey Porter Jr. again. Yeah, stud. I mean, he had that one pass interference call. I think it was a little ticky tacky. I think that was more of a hey rookie. You can't grab like that, mm-hmm. but when he's a three-year vet, it might be. Hey, that's Joey okay, Porter we get, Jr. We get the benefit like of the doubt to the cornerback, not so much the wide Yeah, receiver. right. Like that's Joey Porter Jr. You know, you might think that he held you, but he's a long guy. Like mm-hmm. he just he that's the type of cornerback that he plays. So once he gets a reputation, maybe those calls will get a little bit less with him. Um, Keanu Benton. Oh God, play this dude. Just a cannon. They played this dude, mm-hmm. and look at what the result was. Play this dude. He's gonna help Cam Age. He, I mean, there. as a defensive lineman, how often do you see those kinds of guys chase down a screen pass for negative yards? And on TJ Watt's sack, he blew oh, you know, up. The I'm, surprised I'm surprised that sack, sack wasn't right half to TJ, half to Benton. And we like to push up TJ's yeah. numbers, but Benton blew up the center yeah, on absolutely. that play and just pushed him right back into Jordan Love. It gave Jordan Love nowhere to escape and for TJ right. to, to close down on the, the play. Uh, like I just said, he's going to help Cam age so gracefully. Like mm-hmm. He's going to take stuff off of Cam's plate mm-hmm. now. Maybe Cam's fresher in the fourth quarter. Cam was a little quiet in this game. He had one tackle for loss. but It's okay because look what Keanu Benton did. Right. You still had that impact from that position, even though it wasn't solely just mm-hmm. Cam, Captain Cam having that impact. Mm-hmm. All right, time to give out moneymakers for Teddy KGB. Mine's gonna going? have to do, mine's gonna have to do with the running game. I I'm, know where you're going, but I'm giving it to Broderick Jones. Tom, can I join you? Yep. Okay. Pay that man his money. 
I, I don't think there's a better person to give it to this week. It's just after the mind-numbingness arguments of why isn't this guy starting for the first, what, six, seven weeks of the season, only getting his one his one first start because of the injury that was suffered by Dan Moore Jr., and then once he was back, suddenly Broderick Jones was back on the bench. Now you Now it's so clear to you what your rookies can do for you. It looks like you're three for three in your top three picks this year. Broderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr., and Keanu Benton. And Broderick Jones proving why he was the 14th overall pick in this year's draft. In hindsight, probably would have gone higher. I'm actually going to give out another one, too, just because. Okay, yeah, hit me. uh, You got your first 100-yard performance in your career. Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren. Pay that man his money. Got to give him a little credit for a milestone like that. Your first 100-yard performance. And your first start? First time coming out of the tunnel. Coming out of the tunnel, you were listed as a starter. It was you and Naj. Mm-hmm. So yeah, first start, first 100 yard performance. And I'm fine with the and. I am too. I, it should be an and all year long. Uh, Kyle Brandt tweeted out during the game. No one in Sonics. the NFL runs harder in the past few mm-hmm. weeks than Steelers running back Jalen Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, what a diamond in the rough there. What a great find. Uh, so many times with those undrafted guys, it's. Obviously, their talent isn't as good. You so want to think that you found a diamond mindset, in the rough? And right. It's about the mm-hmm. like, it's always easy to say, well, you know, you were passed up, you weren't drafted, that's a chip on your shoulder. But to find the guys that actually have the chip on their shoulder, that use it as motivation, those are when you get those really great stories in the NFL. And Jalen Warren is without a doubt one of the better stories in the NFL this year, past couple of years. Uh, this undrafted kid rising up to being a a running back that is becoming a known name around the NFL community. Oh yeah, I mean he's the the not just like, Jalen Warren. I'm not Warren. saying he's a household name, but if you're an NFL fan, you, you know, know you know Jalen Warren Warren's now. name for mm-hmm. sure. Now you do. Um, and I would say too, in tandem with Jalen Warren and Broderick Jones and Najee Harris, the Steelers' run game all of a sudden is putting itself on the map. And what I like, and to wrap up, what I like the most about it, the Packers were still loading the box, and guess what? Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We aren't going to stop doing what we want to do well because you're playing against it. We're going to do it well, even though you you can't stop it, and they couldn't. And for some reason, you know, Najee Harris is obviously a huge dude, two hundred and thirty ish pounds. Yeah, they got Impos- like, impossible to bring down with just one guy. And, and Jalen Warren, like you said, and like how Brand pointed out, there's no one harder to bring down just because of sheer will. Right now, it seems like Jalen Warren does not care how many guys you send down him; he is not going down. They both got in the end zone. Which, yeah, I mean, how about you can't that? Do any better than that? Gear up. With the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, the Grove City Premium Outlets, or the Tanger Outlets, or you visit us online at shop.steelers.com. Tons of cool stuff to buy. Christmas, right? Holidays, right around the corner. Get some gear. Give it to your family. Win the holiday season because it's all about winning. Mm-hmm. That's the <laughs> big thing about giving gifts, right? You agree? You can if you get the winning. best gift. You if you win. give the best gift, yes, it's a great feeling. You want to yeah, give the best absolutely. gift. You want to win the gift giving contest. So get yourself some nice apparel from shop.steelers.com. We'll get into the rest of the league week 10 in the books. We'll talk about the Bills being dead and gone. We'll talk about the Bengals, are they right behind the Bills in that category? And all that went down in week 11, or week 10. That's on the way next on the Steelers standard.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 